What is up, everyone, and welcome back to episode seven of the Nonstop Baseball Podcast. It was a fun week in baseball. It's also a pretty big week outside of baseball in terms of the world of sports. You know exactly what I'm talking about. It was the semifinals of the DFB Pokal. Dortmund won five to nothing. They're going yeah, to the finals. Not. That's what everyone's or, talking or, about. Or the NFL draft. It was also, oh. <laughs> which, which <laughs> probably got more viewership, but you know, it's okay. No, no one's talking about it. Um, but yeah, I'm here. I'm here. I'm Noah. We got the man who's the fan of the team that was at least at the start of the day number one in the NL West. We got Brian. Oh, what's up, man? I think they might. I think they're tied now. Did the okay. Dodgers win today? I don't even know. I should check. Uh, I think it was a tie game last night. They are. So. Oh, well, they're 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 leading in extras. Oh, they're losing. But let's no. go, Brewers. <laughs> Okay, and we got the man whose team has George Springer. We got Adam. Oh, salutations. <laughs> salutations to all. Uh, but yeah, if you're enjoying the podcast, make sure you follow us on Twitter and Instagram at nonstopbbpod. Interact with us. Leave us a good review on Apple Podcasts. You know what to do. Please give us some questions. Time. Yeah, please give us some questions. We haven't had questions in a few weeks. We love interacting with you guys. And sometimes it just helps us. You know, maybe we have some blind spots. I know we've got three people on here, but we have some blind spots in the league. Maybe bring some things to light, shed light on and things you want us to I talk mean, about. If you have like a bold prediction or a bold statement and you want us to tell us, tell you you're wrong, go for yeah. it. If you, for some reason, still think Rowdy Telez is going to have a higher OPS than Vlad Guerrero Jr., please, please write that's us a, in. That's a ice cold take. What, what is that Twitter page? Freezing cold takes? And yeah. Yeah, that it. one. Some takes age like fine wine. That one aged like milk. <laughs> yeah, it was not a great one. Yeah, but let's start off as we always do doing a little standings look in. I think it's only right that uh, we, we started off with Brian, who's got a lot to be happy about in the standings this week. Yeah, man, dude, <laughs> we're throwing it back to 2014 with the Royals leading the AL, the Giants leading the NL. The funny thing about that is I saw this on Twitter, like, oh, back to 2014 when the two teams played in the World Series. Both teams got in as wild card that year. Like, they barely got in the playoffs. So not quite 2014, but I love to see it. Uh, I mean, dude, the Detroit Tigers suck. Like, <laughs> God, they're so bad. I don't know what you else want, to say this about is, the Tigers. I, I, like, obviously, uh, podcast did not exist. But do you guys remember what my hot take for the Tigers was last year? I do not Ooh. remember. Okay, so last year, back that far. last year was the shortened COVID season, and I and I bold take that I thought the Tigers were so bad they wouldn't get to double digit wins. Um, That's a bold one. Tur- <laughs> That's turns bold. turns out they weren't that bad during the COVID season. They are that bad now. Dude, oh also the gosh. the twins have to be like surprising right like how yeah, are they, they that have... bad with buxton having an mvp season yeah they had some injuries and i think they had some covid stuff as well um but there's still time but first little stat bomb i think of the podcast about the tigers is not only is their record eight and twenty but their run differential is negative 60 <laughs> oh my <laughs> That's insane. Negative 60. That's the insane. Texas that... Rangers uh, run differential, negative 19. Like, <laughs> okay, the, the Dodgers have the best run differential, right? Aren't they like 20, high 20s? 
They're 34 uh, right they now. They're in the 30s 34. now? This is not yeah. counting okay. this is not counting the result of today's game. Though. Yeah. Yeah, that's insane though. Just the separation between the best and the worst, like that is a oh, huge no, no, no. gap. Oh, no, no, no. You no. You know what also is a huge gap? The second best isn't even in like the negative 30s. You mean like second the worst. second or the second worst? So, yeah. The second worst <laughs> is like Pittsburgh and they're like negative 23. Yeah, and they're not even last in their division. Yeah. So it's it's not just like oh negative sixty is so astronomically worse than the best team, They're, it's astronomically worse than the second worst team. Fair it's, enough. It's crazy. And then so, I know my Giants have had some success, but Noah, tell us about your team. They've had some success too. Dude, yeah, the Red Sox. I mean. Over the last 10, it's five and five. Like I, I kind of said last week, they're kind of treading water a little bit. But this week, other than today, <laughs> their pitching's looked a lot better. Garrett Richards had an, finally got back on track. His stuff has been nasty, but he's just not had a good game yet. But he had a nice seven innings, 10 strikeouts against the Mets. Um, and yeah, they've been fun to watch. Their offense has struggled, but luckily they played the Mets at the beginning of this week. <laughs> and, and the Mets <laughs> threw out Jacob deGrom out there, which, you know, the Red Sox had to take that one, literally one to nothing. Uh, hey, it's fitting, right? That's deGrom's yeah. life. It is crazy. Um, but other than the Red Sox looking up standings, one other thing I got is, uh, uh-oh, the Houston Astros won eight out of the last 10. Yep. And I think it's the it's the rise of the Astros. Not saying they're – it's going to be fun between them and Oakland, but it's, I think, Seattle. It's They'll, they'll be kind of fun, but they're – yeah, they're they're out of the top two for the rest of the year for me, the, the Mariners are. Yeah, yeah no, for sure. I mean, is the Astros coming back really that surprising? I feel like even when they were off to the bad start, we were kind of just like, they're going to they're gonna be fine. Well, yeah, and that was COVID, you know, related to they didn't have a bunch of their yeah. players playing. So it's just like, okay, well, they it's not even the Astros. There's just too much talent on that team for them not to finish in the top two. Like, Indeed. It's it just yeah. what it is. And then yeah. for you, Adam, anything sticks out when looking at the standings? Uh... I mean, as far as sticking out, Milwaukee jumping out. Okay. They've been playing really well uh, for NL Central, which, I mean, it's I guess it's a mix of Milwaukee starting to play really well and also uh, Cincinnati just has stopped learn- remembering how to play baseball. Yeah, it's interesting, Cincinnati. I was watching the Cubs-Reds game today and kind of looking at some of the stats. It's like they had that hot start, and Jesse Winker and Castellano still good, but um, Suarez and Luis Castillo have been not good for them all year. And when you think about they're just kind of right around 500. If they could stay there until, you know, Suarez and Castillo kind of, you know, put them on their back a little bit, then they'll make a run for it. I I still think the Brewers are the best team in the division, but um, it's going to be close between – you know, four of the five teams, I think, all year round there. Yeah. Yeah. No, I'm, that I'm also hot. Be a... I'm also hot for the Blue Jays. They've actually been winning games yeah. despite essentially having like two starters. Well, and they like, got their key player back. They got a key player back. Really? They got, they got a huge, he's a Hernandez. huge component to that team. Yeah. Teoscar Hernandez back from uh, COVID uh, IL. Uh, yeah, sure. That's the player we're talking about. <laughs> No, uh, I mean, George Springer will obviously be an important bat. Um, I mean, he already he hit two home runs uh, today. Um, but but really what will help the Jays is getting that pitching staff back. They are they are hurting as far as pitching staff is concerned right now. Um, they've got yeah. next to nobody that's uh, that's actually playing. Yeah, DFA'd uh, Roark too, right? Uh, yes, I believe so. Yeah. But <laughs> – 
basically three really surprised <laughs> three yeah. of the jays five starters are out with injuries uh a couple of their prime relievers are out they just recently got jordan romano back it's rough but they're still winning games so hey that's all that matters right yeah but yeah now i think on to uh the story of the week and unfortunately it feels a little bit like the story of the season um let's start off with a little audio clip for that That is absolutely atrocious. I don't even know what to say. There's nothing to say. I mean, this replay has, I mean, this replay has really become a joke. It absolutely is. I mean, it's a joke. Well, I hope somebody cares back in that room in New York, but I'm not sure they do. (laughs) Oh, man, dude. That's a job. That is, that is the A's broadcast crew after, uh, well, Andrus, I mean, he scored. He very clearly scored. He was called out, goes to replay. Even more obvious that he's safe. And they just go, you know what? Nah. He's out. You know what the worst thing about it might be? Is that it wasn't the only incident like that this week. Nope. Like We've had tons. Like, it's bad enough to blow a call go to replay because like you know in the moment blown calls it happens right like you're yep. not going to be perfect 100 percent of the time but the problem is we have challenges in the game you can challenge it re- look at the replay and then get the call right and it's just consistently being called wrong yeah i mean there was we've had mul- two different base paths terrible calls oh my god zach godley who uh never left the infield grass but apparently interfered with the runner going to first so uh that one that one stayed safe and then the one from uh today which was uh kutch running in a perfectly straight line from first to second but ooh, nope you're out of the base path bud dude yeah it's wild like he didn't even step on the grass nope (laughs) Like literally just did it. what you're supposed to do in this situation and is ducked down to avoid the tag yep yeah and, yeah oh it was... yeah really really bad although i really did like like that one was fun because the mets broadcast was equally mad despite yeah. being the <laughs> beneficiaries of that call um and also bryce harper straight up yelling f you to an ump to get ejected was hilarious yeah yeah and like those some ugly like like non-replay stuff and then there's also the uh wilmer floors at bat which is just three straight balls called strikes but specifically about replay i have something to ask you guys is like i i remember replay being confusing at times in years past but i don't remember it being this bad and this year it just feels like every week there's a horrible replay call did i am i just misremembering or is replay just much worse this year Oh, I don't even think it's close. I think it's been so much worse this year. Like, usually there was, like, you could understand. I don't know how many replay calls before where I was just mind blown at the result. But I feel like it's a weekly basis where I'm just, like, watching a video, probably a John Boy video. It's a daily (laughs) basis at this point. Yeah, that's true. My mind is just consistently being blown. I don't know how to handle it. Yeah, (laughs) it's it's pretty wild. It's definitely never been quite this bad, and maybe we're just in a in a stretch where it's you know maybe an outlier. But 
it's it's really really rough i mean you really hope like i really hope it's just like like you said an outlier and they're just all like next to each other yep. and by the end of the season it'll just like kind of even out and we'll go a long time without it happening but man right now they gotta do something man it's, it's yeah and you know what they gotta do they gotta stop telling the people in new york what the call on the field was i still don't like that idea but i'm telling you i'm <laughs> telling you if that happened straight it, up that fixes so much it, it does and doesn't at the same time so i really think it i really really think it does because i think that what's happening here and and this is now i'm putting on tinfoil hat because this is a straight conspiracy um i think that's what, what's happening in the mlb right now is exactly what happened in the nfl um which is replay gets instituted and umpires and the umpiring like you know uh union and driving force takes it as an insult to their ability and they will refuse to overturn calls that they don't want to and that's i i fully believe that's what happened in the nfl um with the pass interference rule uh, when pass interference calls became reviewable and then historically none of them got overturned basically yeah. um despite like massive amounts of evidence i really really do fully believe that it is umpires and and people who who like umpiring who take it as a personal slight that we're reviewing calls and they will straight up refuse to overturn things out of spite see i i take it from i i think that's kind of a bad comparison because when you look at the pass interference even when you're reviewing the pass interference it's still a judgment call that one like, is but yeah, I so think that, but I think that a lot of them, straight up. but I think that a lot of them not being overturned is the same reason that a lot of them aren't being overturned now. In the no, in the, I, I understand what you're trying to say. I, I, I think it won't do much because a they'll either see the call on the field like watching it, or well, like what's so like I mean like another one, the other one today, Colton Wong slides into second, pretty pretty clearly safe. Fingers that you could see the bag move when his fingers hit it well before the tag hits. Um, that close-up angle that proves that doesn't show the umpire at all. Yeah. Same with the uh, Andrus one, the A's one sliding into home doesn't just, show the umpire at all. To actually do that though, like you have to. I really a, don't think a, it's as. But you have to think. think about it. You have to limit the camera angles the umps can see then, so they don't see the call. And then so, you have to have someone who looks at it, who looks at all the angles and gives them the right angles before they even see it, and it just makes it take even longer. I just, I, I don't know how, like, I understand the concept of it, but I think in practice, I don't know if it would actually ever work. I also really think though, that I, I understand that it, it would probably take longer. I don't think it will take like so much longer that it ruins things. Um, but I also think that, um, think about your experience as a fan right now. Would you rather have a review that takes two minutes and it's egregiously wrong or a review that takes three and it's correct every time? But the thing is, it'll never be correct every time. Okay, That's the correct even half the time. Because right now it's correct none of the time. I, 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 <laughs> like Honestly, <laughs> like at the end of the day, I feel like we're being really harsh on it. And like Noah was kind of bringing up, I feel like, or I really, really hope it'll even out throughout the season. So I think before we make such harsh judgments, we should kind of wait a little longer. Because I mean, we're not even, wait. Yeah, we're not even a fourth of the way through the season yet. <laughs> Had to do with some math. I was worried I was going to say it. <laughs> we would. Yeah, but uh, that's true. Yeah, I'm more uh, of a fan of. Uh, I've I brought it up before. Is just like 
having the replay officials not be on field umpires on their like you know days off like yeah, just having them true. be official replay reviewers not people it that actually work job. with the umpires well, like, that well, like that was you know that was reviewing. the that was the tinfoil thing for like the NFL, right? Is Alberto Riveron was the one making those judgment calls and he was an ex ref. So he's going to side with his boys. Yeah. Like that's just what he's going to do. And he also has a history of doing that. Um, I don't know who the people in, in New York are uh, for, for MLB. They're umpires. They're, they're, is it just, they're just umpires? Yeah. They have designated days where they're replay yeah. reviewers. So, so again, I think that the problem is they're going to stick for their boys. Yeah, definitely. every time, like they just are. Yeah. I I'm over this conversation. <laughs> uh, catching up from uh, last week, right after we ended the podcast, we're talking. I think we mentioned on the podcast that uh, it was the first week in two weeks that we didn't have a no hitter, and then like a few hours after we recorded the podcast, Madison Bumgarner threw a kind of no hitter. <laughs> he threw a no hitter, man. Like if you're gonna call the Dodgers World Series last year a World Series. This is as much of a no hitter as the World Series. That doesn't. Eh, they still a, played seven yeah. games. Yeah, that's no. that's no. no. still a seven no. game series. It's a no hitter. I won't. I won't. Discuss oh, this. look, oh, Brian's just a. He's a little. It, I'm fighting for Bum. the Diamondbacks. Oh, yeah, sure no. you are. Sure you're you are. fighting for Bumgarner. <laughs> look, dude. The best. The only. Yeah. Look, it's a no hitter asterisk. It's a sh- game shortened no hitter. I think it should be considered a no hitter. No. No. Nope. How many? There's so many games that it's like a no hitter into the seventh, and then it but, or but eighth. Yeah. It, it's not like Bumgarner got pulled or anything. If the league is gonna say it's a seven inning game and everything's gonna count as a normal game, the the pitching feeds anything should count as a normal game. So then, if it if the game gets just rained out after five innings and he has a no hitter, that's also a no hitter. That got rained out. That's different. The league isn't saying that's an official nine inning yeah, game. Yeah, they, well, they say it's an official game. They if give it gets it rained out but after the, but five, they mark it's it a win. official the is, game. The league has literally said these seven inning double headers are the same as a nine inning game. Like they've said that. Like that's what they say about rainouts after five or six innings. Yeah, they call it like it's a full game. Yeah. Okay, give them no hitter then. <laughs> no, you give it. Yeah. Okay. I, look, at least you're extending the logic to that. But hey, I, wait, I definitely think I think it's valid to be like it's a complete game shutout in which he gave up no hits. And if you want to call it a shortened no hitter, then you can call it a shortened no hitter. That's wait, the- actually, sorry, I forgot, Brian. It was actually Clayton Kershaw that did the seven inning no hitter. Still, yeah. I, I don't care, <laughs> dude. I love Kate, Clayton Kershaw. So actually, like, like I, 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 yeah, like I have so much respect for Clayton Kershaw, even though he's on the rivals. Like he is the one one of the few players on the Dodgers I have so much respect for. That dude is insane. He's a hard guy to dislike. Oh yeah, yeah. for sure. He's fun. He, and he's so talented. Like, yeah. Oh, it's an, it's insane how long he's been good. It's oh. it's funny thinking about the, you know, kind of no hitter thing. What got overshadowed is just like how like dominated the Braves got in that in that game. Yeah. <laughs> like the, the, that the Zach Gallen was... complete game one hit shutout. And then Madbum comes in, and then you know the asterisk no hitter, like uh, yeah, they got beat up for fourteen innings straight. Yeah, straight up, it's just oh, can't. It, there's you can't have a worse double. Oh, than oh that. guys, guess what? The Brewers walked off the Dodgers. Let's go. Who walked it off for them? Uh, it looks like. Uh, give me a sec. Give me a sec. Uh, lefty twenty one, 
He wears 21. Oh, Travis Shaw, the mayor of Ding Dong City. Is it Travis Shaw? <laughs> Travis Shaw walked it off then. Yep. <laughs> yeah. Jerry Crawford said the brew crew comes all the way back and the mayor of Ding Dong City has walked it off. That's my I guy. The mayor. Shout out Travis Shaw. Come on the podcast anytime you want. Dude, yeah. Anybody that walks off the Dodgers, you're invited. The Giants still in first, I think. Yeah. Yes, sir. Yeah, that would we, keep them in first. Yeah. Because the Giants are 16 and 11 and the Dodgers are 16 and 12. Yeah. <laughs> I love the way too early. Yeah. Actually, wait. The Padres are also 16 and 12 now. That's yeah. a it's a close race. The Giants are must-win game tomorrow. This is true. Well, and I guess this is kind of late. We're talking about this, but we're recording this Saturday night. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah, for those listening on Monday or later, you know. Um, but yeah, just a nice little information right there. Important um, clarification. <laughs> yeah, talked about a little bit of Giants. Well, I guess there's more Dodgers losing than Giants hype right there. But uh, Adam, you want to give a little bit of Blue Jays hype, a little Vlad excitement in the middle Dude, of the week? Dude, oh, we had some Vlad excitement, Vladdy. A hyped matchup. Obviously, Vladdy's found his swing this this year, and he's been absolutely stellar. So people were pretty pumped to see him face off against Scherzer. Uh, well, bases were loaded for uh, Guerrero, so Scherzer had to had to battle him, and uh, uh, Guerrero won and took him deep for a grand slam. Then came back again later and hit him deep again. Uh, so Guerrero uh, easily wins the takes the battle against Scherzer. Hits another home run that uh, that night. Good three home run games, seven RBIs. Almost had a home run cycle. I wish that would have been great. I don't think we, we've never had a home run cycle, right? I don't know if we have. That, that would be insane. Home run cycle. For <laughs> Dude, if, if people don't, don't know, is when I... you hit a is when you hit a solo home run, a two run home run, a three run home run, and a grand slam in one game. Dude, that would be mind blowing. <laughs> like... he, he was a three homer away. He was a three run homer away. He was Dude. he was close. A 10 RBI game? That's just straight disrespect. <laughs> it would have, would have been wild. Um, but then so, some more Jays home runs. The Jays have been hitting a lot of home runs uh, lately. Uh, Friday night, so last night, Jays uh, combined for six homers. Alejandro Kirk had his first two, uh, multi-homer game. He hit two. Uh, and they were all bombs. Uh, five of those six home runs were 105 miles an hour off the bat or more and 400 plus feet for all of them. Uh, Lourdes Gurriel was the one outlier. Uh, he's, he's weak. He only hit it 103 miles an hour. Jeez. What a, he really ruined the stat. You want some pop quiz trivia right now. Listeners at home could join. Which number is greater? The amount of RBI that Vladimir Guerrero Jr. had in this one game against the Nationals, which is 10, or the amount of hits that Joe Panic has on the season. <laughs> Bro, why you got to do this to me? <laughs> I don't like this. <laughs> You're straight up disrespecting my boy right now. That's pretty weird. That was, num- that's a little mean. Which number is greater? What uh, do you think? It's, it's Joe Panic hits. It's flatty. <laughs> Joe Panic has... 11 hits on the season. Oh, <laughs> all right, Panic took it. That's fine. I love my boy, Joe Panic. Hey, Panic, he's been okay. I love Joe Panic. Okay, all right. <laughs> sure, but Also, oh, can we go? Did you guys see the nickname I typed for Vladdy? And you? Vladdy the... Know. That's a tip. No. <laughs> no. Do, they call, 
we can't call Vladdy the baddie. No, we're deleting that. <laughs> I'm gonna take that off. That hurt my eyes. Oh, I love it. It's, I love it. It's Vlad cakes or bust, right? I think. What about yeah, Vladdy Daddy? Oh, I don't <laughs> like that. Slim, Slim Daddy Vladdy has been <laughs> making the rounds. Oh man. <laughs> Okay, guys, so what's next? Uh, <laughs> I mean, we can keep going on Jay's home runs. George Springer oh, joins the it. roster, hits two home runs. Let's go. Yeah, I mean, dude, he's a – I'm so glad George Springer's back. Yeah. I like watching I mean, that guy play. First home run was kind of lame. Uh, well, actually, it, it may go uh, It's a home run. Things. Can a home run really be lame? It like, was – I'm sorry. It was lame. Uh, uh, it's a home well, run. Well, it was, it was funny, though, how it happened. So, for his first at bat today, he, he grounds out, and he's hauling to first. He gets he gets past first because he got thrown out, and he immediately starts clutching his quad, which has been the, the oh, problem. Shit. And and everybody was like, "Oh no, not again, please, you know, please." Um, and then his next at bat, he hits a home run, which was kind of just a, I mean, it wasn't a it wasn't a bomb. It, it was an opposite field. He just kind of got it over the wall. But uh, the the joke that the broadcast was making was, "Well, he doesn't have to sprint though." So. Can't, you can't get hurt. Yeah, hey, it works no, that's, out. That's the strategy. <laughs> just hit, just hit home runs. Do we know when we might see Springer in the field? I know he was DH tonight. Yeah, he's been DH uh, uh, all the this series. Um, I don't think we'll see him in the field until we get a day where one of the normal fielders is uh, is like either out or wants or like needs a rest day. Um, yeah. I think that he's not. I mean, yeah, he, he's he may not be a hundred percent, and I also don't think that he's a like such a stark defensive advantage over the Jays outfielders that you'd be like, yeah, put him in. Yeah, he's also a guy that he doesn't have an eighty percent in the field. Like he's very much hundred percent, and uh, a guy that could reaggravate an injury in the field for sure. Yeah. Um, so I think. They'll play it pretty slow with him. Especially nah. when you have the DH to use, like they don't really need to rush him back. Yeah. More more than happy to keep seeing him just DH. Dude, speaking of DH, I'm just getting so annoyed at these National League games <laughs> that are just like late. And it's like, oh, we're gonna pinch hit a pitcher now. Cause 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 we love tradition. And oh wait, it's so annoying. Oh. You know, okay, so I'm, I'm a fan of a National League team, right? I, I've always been a fan of, like, pitcher hits, right? Strategy, blah, 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 double switches, all that great stuff. After having DHs last year, I kind of miss it. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> kind of miss it. I mean, it is, the, Giant, the Giants lead the league in pinch hitting by a long shot. Like, it's not even close. But <laughs> Yeah. Like, have I mean, you guys it's, looked at pinch hit numbers for teams? It's kind of insane. I think we've we've brought it up a little bit that's it's pretty much the giants and the giants have Pablo like Sandoval. 20 more pinch hit at bats than anybody else it's not even like pro like pro- production like they have mm. 20 oh, more at bats right, like, right, right. they're just pinch hitting at a ridiculous pace <laughs> yeah so it's, it's part of their strategy they're always gonna like dude it'll be the sixth inning and the team will put like a righty reliever in and they'll take darren ruff out to put alex dickerson in like right there on the right. spot <laughs> they just they're really aggressive with pinch hitting i like it though I mean, and why not? It is a strategic move to make. Yeah. Like, why keep the guys on your bench? Like, in the Bochi era of the Giants, like, it was always like, you have your guys. These are your starters, and then these are your bench players. And now the Giants just have a bunch of starters who 
the majority of them aren't hitting for save their life right now. So <laughs> yeah, it's the struggle bus. Sure. Uh, <laughs> I mean, they're, they're putting together wins on the back of that pitching staff. Oh yeah. Well, actually while we bring it up, let's talk about this pitching staff because they did something that's pretty crazy. They're the second team ever, which I'm not sure if this is a good thing. Cause the other team that did it is like the 1978 A's and they ended up getting smoked that season. <laughs> they finished as like one of the worst teams in that division. But anyways, the Giants had five starting pitchers who made three starts have a sub 2.5 year A, which is pretty crazy. Yeah. I mean, like Johnny Cueto and Kevin Gosman, like I, I was pretty sure those were going to be the Giants' two best pitchers. Alex Wood has looked amazing for the Giants. He's looked great. Like he's been pitching ridiculously good. Not the yes. best base runner. <laughs> yeah. That... <laughs> so if you guys didn't see his last start, uh, he was on second base and he decided, I'm going to try stealing third. Uh, genius didn't, didn't go so well i think he just decided he was bored he was just bored and cold and he's like you know what i'm dominating i'm just gonna go back in the dugout and come out and dominate some more just yeah, tag man. me out he was having a great game uh, I, yeah it was weird he just apparently uh um why am i blanking on their coach uh kapler kapler wasn't too happy about it after the game but hey it's whatever and then desclafani has probably been like the biggest surprise i mean he gave up three runs to the padres today but he gave it up to the first three batters and then like dominated the padres the rest of the time he was in there gave up like two more base runners after that so he's been looking really good aaron sanchez though (laughs) he's the one who i don't think will end up anywhere near here um yeah for sure he's he his fastball is going like 89 right now and he's working as like a finesse guy i mean his stuff's moving he's getting outs obviously he has a 2.2 era it just i i think when you put him against like a dodgers or a padres i think he's just gonna get smacked around maybe yeah it is interesting so wait let me let me pull up some let's let's check the old numbers on uh yeah so Sanchez two 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 ERA, then three four four FIP, but that's still a solid FIP, even though it kind of maybe suggests his ERA is outperforming his actual output. But it's like you'll take a three four four FIP yeah. from yeah, your no. four five guy. He's a five <laughs> guy right now. Yeah. So yeah, he, he's been pitching good. I'm just he's kind of been playing against pitching against a lot of the bad teams on the schedule. Like he's had an easier lineup than some of the other starters. So. Mm-hmm. I'm interested how it'll last when he starts pitching against some harder teams, but I mean, he hasn't been walking that many guys. He has nine box on the season, which in five games that, I mean, you'll take that. So yeah, I, I don't know. I'm, I'm, I'm Aaron Sanchez is better than I thought he would be. It just, he's doing it in a way I didn't think he would do it. Yeah, no doubt. But um, I think this is a good lead in to, my i'm gonna make i'm gonna make a proclamation about the san francisco giants oh oh, i'm excited for this i've been doubtful i've been doubting the giants but it's i'm are you getting on board the train i'm i i i'm saying that at the very least the giants are gonna make the padres work real hard for that second spot but there's a shot I think there's a shot Giants end up too in this in this division. Ooh. I love just I love the Padres Giants like 
mini rivalry right now just the just the old guys versus the young guys <laughs> like <laughs> like i've just been criticizing the giants for being so old and like which is a fair point but now i'm just like you know what i love it they got oh here's the i guess here's a bold proclamation they got the best catcher in baseball right now dude it's, buster posey's ridiculous right yeah now. It's it's crazy. Oh my gosh. And it's just a bunch of old guys. You got Cueto, you know, you got Longo, you got Yastremski. I mean, he's injured right now, right? Um, yeah. Dude, but and- it's, yeah, it's still fun. They're a fun team. Um, even and like I think it's it's gonna they're gonna throw a wrench in that whole Padres Dodgers dominance, you know. Yeah, man. I, I feel like people were very quick to count the Giants out this year just because you have all the hype around the Padres and then the Dodgers are the Dodgers. Yeah, I mean, in so, fairness, there was good reason to. Yeah, no, it it was... I mean, I feel like any non-Giants fan pretty much threw out the Giants. And every Giants fan was like, you know, this team's kind of sneaky good. Like, <laughs> So my, my big concern with the Giants right now is any hitter... Like, obviously, Yastrzemski and Solano are hurt right now. And those are two of our better hitters. We need them in the lineup. I don't think there's a way the Giants finish second place without Yaz and Solano. Like, I I think they need them both back. But my concern is, other than Solano, Longoria, and Posey, no Giants hitter is hitting above 220 right now. And, I I mean, they all have, like, solid on-base percentages. The Giants are taking a lot of walks this year. Like, I think they literally have the longest at-bat length of, like, any team. They're just taking so many pitches. And it's getting pitch counts up. And I mean, that's great, but you need a hit. <laughs> and they're not really, I don't know. That's my concern how it will last year long. Cause right now they're heavily leaning on their pitching. And I mean, I just outlined how dominant their month of April was from their starters. You can't expect that to like, dude, the chance of having your starters all have a ERA under 2.5 throughout the entire season is like little to none. So. The offense got to step it up. Can you see the Giants, maybe, if they're competitive near the deadline, trying to go after a Trevor Story or something like that? Uh, Ooh. I don't know. I don't. Giants as buyers? I Okay, so I, I think it's extend early. them, you know? I, I, yeah. I mean, there's a high chance the Giants go after a shortstop next year regardless because they have a lot of money to do so. Um, my thing is, I don't think they want to trade any assets to get a Trevor story. I don't know what prospects they would be willing to part with at this time to get a pro to get someone that big. Cause even though the giants are competing right now, they're still rebuilding. And I think a lot of people kind of forget that aspect of this team. Like they have a really good minor league system right now, which the San Jose giants roster is stacked. So if you're local, try making it out to a San Jose giants game this summer should be good. Kyle Harrison's a great pitcher to try watching been compared to Chris Sell, which there's a guy whose last name is Jensen. That's cool. (laughs) I don't don't know how much he'll be playing, but you know, Hey, but yeah, Will Wilson's there. Marco Luciano, Hunter Bishop. They have a lot of big names there. So definitely saying, I mean, I'm going to go see the San Jose Giants game. That's what I'm saying. But, uh, and what was I talking about? <laughs> oh yeah, this team's rebuilding. So like, I, I don't really know how aggressive they'll get, but it would be something interesting to watch. I definitely don't think they're going to be selling. That's for sure. Yeah, I think um, transitioning to that, um, a nice little interesting sort of talking point where we could 
talk a little bit about is thinking of, thinking back about preseason predictions, whether it's for teams or players, what's one prediction that you feel particularly strong about? And then one that you're like, Ooh, that was, that was not a good one. Um, I think, well, other than the Telez one, which you already talked about. That was bad. That was, bad. <laughs> that was really bad. Um, the one that's probably looking the worst for me, though, as I said earlier, is there's time is the Twins taking the AL Central. Right now yeah, they're 9-16. Yeah, and that's 16. what I was about to say. Yeah. yeah they're struggling. And it's really weird, too, because like we talked about, Buxton's having a really good season. Nelson Cruz, when he was there, is, was hit. I mean, is he, is he healthy right now? I don't even know. Yeah, he's hitting. That's yeah, he, he hit some power shots. Like, I don't know. That's just a weird team. What's going on with the Twins? Yeah, I don't know. Any Twins Donaldson, fans are watching, let us know. Because Donaldson's hitting know. decent, but not, you know, extraordinary. Not playing a ton. He's starting <laughs> yeah. to finally play a little regularly. Yeah. You know what one of my worst takes probably was? <laughs> well, A, I called the Baltimore Orioles the doo-doo poo-poo team, and they're in third place. So that was probably place. a little harsh of me. Um, <laughs> in fairness, be- though, everybody in the AL East is in third place. Everyone. <laughs> I mean, everybody that's not Boston, but, but it's but literally Boston. Into it, that was my other take. I was very low on Boston. Yeah, and weird. I think it's kind of funny because going into the season, Noah was like kind of low on the Giants, and I was like, I don't know. And then I was low on the Boston Red Sox, and Noah was like, Ah, they're better than you think. And now we're both here, and they're in first place in their division for a couple weeks. Yeah, it's pretty funny. I mean, yeah. Okay, go for it, Adam. Oh, I was gonna. Say, I was. I was gonna go into my take that went poorly, but. Yeah, we were going to talk about. Yeah. Oh, well, my take that went poorly was saying that Merriweather would be the Toronto's best player. He's just <laughs> not played. <laughs> He's just been out for like two weeks. <laughs> yeah. That's I, I was so ready to watch him just dominate in relief over and over again. And then he just, he just has not played. Damn. Yeah. So, I mean, that's going to happen. And then what was yeah. the other part of that question? So the one you're, oh, the when one you, you feel. feel yeah, so one I feel good about. So I, I'm going to kind of go to the one I definitely feel the best about is when I was, I was real. I mean, I, I still think it could be anyone in the Central, but I was I felt that the Brewers were the most talented, and they've been solid to start the year. Travis Shaw's been awesome for them. Jackie Bradley Jr. hasn't even really gotten going yet, so hopefully he can get going. But another thing, Loki one, even though they're sorry, even though they're fourth in the division right now, I said that the Diamondbacks are better than the credit they get. And they're 14 and 12 right now. Um, Mad Bum's starting to turn it around a little bit. Zach Gallon's been good since he's uh, come off the IL. They got a plus 10 run differential. And no, yeah, that's an exciting division. And I think the best uh, starting pitching out of any division in baseball, the NL West right there. I mean, honestly, I don't even know what division could compete as like a whole division in pitching. Mm, Maybe the NL Maybe. They have some Uh, pitchers. Yeah, yeah, East has some good pitchers. Pablo. Oh, that's a never mind. I won't. That might be one thing that you feel good about. I won't. I won't say the name. Yeah. Is that for Adam? <laughs> for Adam. Yeah. yeah. Pablo Lopez, baby. Yeah. I love. I love my boy Pablo. It's okay, the Giants beat him. Uh... Yeah, that's true. <laughs> he still pitched well. No, he pitched very well. I, I watched that game. I was, I was impressed by the Marlins pitches pitchers in general. I mean. Their hitters were definitely hitters and bullpen was definitely letting them down when they played the Giants. Yeah, but their starting pitchers were solid, man. Yeah, and like they have a they have a solid roster. It's, it's they're not bad. Yeah, interesting thing about the 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 Marlins. They're currently in fifth in the NL East, 
but like by one point they're one and a half games back out of first yeah but they're the only team in the nl east with a positive run differential yeah they're <laughs> oh, not wow. a that's bad really team. interesting yeah they're yeah. good like their their record does not reflect what they've actually been able to put together literally the um nl east standings from first to last go from worst run differential to best <laughs> it's, it's phillies <laughs> negative 16 nationals negative 16 mets under 13 and then braves under 10 and then marlins plus six it's like yeah. what well uh, that's yeah. pretty funny man i'm 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 casually optimistic about the marlins Dude, also Jesus Aguilar has had some hilarious moments. Did you see the part where like he walked? It was like ball four. He like takes his shin guard off, starts going down, and the catcher's like, "That was ball three. And he was like, "What?" <laughs> like turns around, starts walking back, and like looks at the ump and was like, "Was that ball three? And I was like, "No, take yeah, it was ball four. And he like goes to throw a punch at the catcher, like yeah. jokingly. Like it was hilarious. I just dude, love that dude. Yeah, the Marlins in a division that has like Bryce Harper, Lindor, Freddie Freeman might be like low-key the most fun team to watch you know, i love them. that's pretty hard dude, to say jazz chisel i love chisel jazz. so that fun. is true jazz dude, chisel honestly, is so fun and starling Marte is still fun i like this and john birdie's fun i like the marlins dude jazz chisholm playing with like a hoodie under his jersey in san francisco was so I love dope it. like i love I it because you don't see that but like he's just straight up in a hoodie under his jersey like yeah it was great yeah and then they got my boy pablo <laughs> so is that what you is that what you want to talk about the prediction that you felt was good pablo lopez Adam, uh i mean that's else? that's one of them i mean and then also detroit being bad but <laughs> i mean <laughs> i don't think you had negative need, 60 bad <laughs> yeah do i need to pat myself on the back for calling them bad when, yeah when they're this bad i almost yeah now i almost don't feel good about it <laughs> it feels just like bullying yeah, <laughs> just hitting them while they're down, man. So yeah, I'll so what about, Pablo. Yeah, that's like, what about you, Brian? What are you What are you feeling good about in your predictions? Uh, nothing. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, I mean, I have to compare it to the thing. Like, I'm just looking at this. Like, I don't know how much I actually got right. I feel like <laughs> I feel like I I was liking the Royals. I was giving the Royals some gas, and yeah. I mean, they've looked really good. And honestly, I said the Royals are like a super fun lineup and they've been very like a very fun team to watch so far. Benny's finally starting to get it going. He had a yeah, he had a hot day. Yeah. Excited to see that. That's another prediction of yours that might go in the doo-doo. Hopefully. Keeps this up. But yeah, he's he's still she was still on a long cold streak to start. It was just like the last week and a half he's been really hot. Yeah, but hopefully. I'm I mean I'd love to see him do well, especially on, on the Royals. They're a fun team to watch. Yeah. Yeah, dude. Salvador Perez, he's also like, he's not Buster Posey good this year, but he, he's batting 280. He's getting off to a solid start, six home runs. Yeah. I'm glad to see him back. He His strikeout to walk ratio, oh my. What? He has four walks to 28 strikeouts. <laughs> that's uh, that's kind of bad. You got to swing the bat, you know. Hey, to... you know what? You don't do damage by watching the ball, right? Yeah. Oh, that's hilarious. <laughs> That's actually but, really bad. Yeah, it's um, interesting. I don't know if you have any other predictions you want to talk about, Brian, before I go on to something. No, go for it, man. Um, talking about the Twins a little bit, the AL Central. So now I got another sort of little prediction. A team that's been popping off recently, won seven their last ten, and I think they're just about to absolutely explode and take over the division. Let's cut to a nice little uh, clip here. 
obviously the middle ground between Bo Jackson in his major league career, the Sox and Royals. Oh, Mercedes! Bring him a shrubbery! <laughs> what, what a call. Gotta oh. love it. Shout Bring out to all of shrubbery. A shrubbery, my lord. <laughs> Bro, like, why would you think to yell? <laughs> He hit it into the bushes in center. It's a Monty Python (laughs) reference. Yeah. Well, yeah, but it's just... (laughs) It's hilarious, man. But yeah, yeah, the the White Sox, we've talked a lot of run differential here. They've got one of the best run differentials in baseball, but they're just behind the Royals who've been just grinding out wins. Um, But I think they're just absolutely going to go off. They had a monster doubleheader in the week where... um, uh, no, yeah, <laughs> they. Sorry, it was Rodon and uh, what's that? Oh my gosh, I can't, I can't remember their guy's name. But yeah, they had a monster double header. Was it Lynn? No. No, you're thinking of uh, the. Oh, I know. I think I know who you're talking about. Give me a sec. Cease. Me a sec. Dylan Cease. Oh, okay. Cease and Rod- Rodon had just dominated in the double header, and um, yeah, they've been popping off seven of the last ten plus thirty three run differential, looking great. I think they're they're poised to just take over that division. Um, and another interesting fact about the doubleheader is the Tigers were on the road and they lost, which meant Casey Mize had a six inning complete game. So that <laughs> I, yeah, it's it's funny. It's like well, that's a complete game, but you know, Madbum's not a no hitter. I'm sure Brian's salty about that. Don't talk to me. <laughs> but so, what do you guys think about that? Do you do you think? Do you agree, disagree? White Sox are going to take over. You think the Royals are strong? Indians or what are you guys thinking? I think that if the White Sox, if the rest of their starting rotation can shore up, I think that they are, they absolutely are poised. I think that if, if like Lucas Giolito and Dallas Keigel can put together better starts, more consistently good starts. And if Michael um, Kopech can step up. Yeah. And you add that to Radon and Lance Lynn. And you know, like, and Cease, who's he's recently been looking good, and you've got you know a really good starting rotation. Yeah, I mean, I think the White Sox are, I would almost consider them still the favorites to win that division, but the Royals just there's something about them, man. That team just grinds out games. I like, I feel like the Royals are a harder team to play than the White Sox, even though the White Sox might be better, if that makes sense. Like. <laughs> That's kind of kind of some weird. The White Sox have follow. a better chance of beating you any individual game. The Royals have yeah. a better chance of taking a series. Okay, yeah, I, I could, I definitely, yeah, I agree with that. Um, I wouldn't want to face the Royals in like a five-seven game series. They just, yeah, they're sneaky. And Danny but, uh, Duffy's just pitching out of his mind this year. Yeah, no, for sure. Um, I, I still think. Speaking of this division, I still think Cleveland. I think we might still see Jose Ramirez get traded. That was one of my predictions. And I don't think they're doing well enough to not trade them, if that makes sense. <laughs> Possible. It, it just they've sold off so many guys. I, I don't know. I, I think it makes too much sense. Yeah, definitely. Um, so I guess get I guess now's a good time to get out some kind of sad injury news. We had two real young, bright stars on the mound kind of go down this week. Corbin Burns to the IL a couple days ago and still undisclosed why he went to the IL. I haven't heard anything. I don't think you guys have, but I don't think I've seen anything. I mean, yeah. And I, mean, I just, dude, he, had, he yeah. was off to like a, one of the more dominant seasons we were seeing historic with the, yeah. he hasn't still hasn't walked anyone yet, <laughs> which that's just absolutely insane. 
Yeah. And I was, I was sad because I was like, I hadn't watched a lot of Corbin Burns before, but then after that the opening start where him and Barrios were battling perfect games, I started to watch him a little bit more and he's been one of my favorite pitchers to watch. Um, and then also on the mound, Dustin May just today, well, Saturday, uh, when you're listening to this, had a, a very scary looking injury where he just threw a pitch and immediately was just hanging his arm down to the side. And it's just like, oh man, that looks like he's going to be out for a long time. Yeah, no, you never like those like non-contact looking at the bench and saying I'm done type of injury. Yeah, the yeah, those are brutal. And then and man, May is so fun to watch throw too. I really hope that it's not that bad of an injury. Yeah, that's he's always fun when he's on pitching ninja and you get the overlays of the two seamer and the slider just like Yeah, it's just insane. Oh my gosh. Dude, pitching ninja blows my mind consistently. Like I don't I would never ever have a chance playing baseball <laughs> yeah dustin may's definitely i mean there's probably many major league pitchers that would do this for me but i'm like absolutely sure that he could throw a ball that i would swing at that would also hit me you know <laughs> like, yeah <laughs> speaking of tyler rogers on the giants has like a super weird delivery someone jokingly said like he throws a slider when it goes up in the zone it like rises and because of his delivery and they were like, I think he's one of the only pitchers that could get someone to swing at a ball that's coming at their face. And like two days later, he threw a ball that like went up near someone's throat and the guy swung at it. Jeez, that's scary. <laughs> like, bro, that like, oh, it was just insane. But speaking of things that are scary and we're like extremely lucky it wasn't in like a big injury is Bryce Harper. Ooh, yeah. 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 Like, you want to talk about throwing at people's faces. Yeah. He, he legit took a fastball 97 miles per hour off his cheekbone, which that like, dude, the fact he didn't like break his nose or anything is insane. Like, yeah. It, yeah. It's, how do you take 97 to the face and not break your cheek or something? Yeah. He, he got off as far as taking a fastball to the face goes. He got off about as easy as you can possibly get off. Yeah. No doubt. But and then, yeah, that was a it got a little spicy there too, because the very next batter, uh, the pitcher, I in my opinion, he just I think scared himself by hitting Harper in the face. Yeah, he had no control. And then just lost it and wasn't uh, there mentally. But yeah, also like if someone hits you in the face and hits the next guy, I'm still gonna be mad at the pitcher, even if I don't think there's ill will behind it, you know. Like and dude, know. the worst part is the Cardinals couldn't even take him out because <laughs> of the three batter rule. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. He hit a dude in the face, hits a guy in like the upper back, and you have to let him face a third batter. Yeah, like there should be a rule that's like, hey, it's three batters. Well, Unless I mean, the only other, someone in the face. The only other way to get him out would be if the umps had ejected him, which is kind of shockingly. Like, I mean, Joe Girardi got ejected trying to get and him. He ejected. was. Oh, he. I live for Joe Girardi meltdowns. You, you have to understand Joe Girardi in that situation, though. Oh, like, absolutely. He hit my guy in the face, and then hits on the next pitch, hits my guy in the back. Like, why is this? Why are we getting a warning for it? Now, yeah. my pitcher loses control of a slider or something, and it he's hits out. a guy in the foot. Yeah, he's done. He's gone. Yeah. Like, I understand why the warning has to be given to both teams, but in that situation, it's just like, damn, man. Like, <laughs> yeah, that one was understand. that one was wild. It's rough. Yeah. Any other any other thoughts on that situation? No, it's just it just that's it's scary. scary. I mean, I I almost feel bad for the pitcher in a sense because like, yeah, he's yeah, probably getting so much hate and like, oh, he didn't mean to do it. You could tell by his reactions, he didn't mean for yeah. it, but. 
I think it was also just kind of surprising because he's actually been pitching pretty well this year. Yeah, but... Genesis Cabrera has been a solid relief pitcher. He just did not have it. Well, yeah, and sometimes when you're just a big, you know, kind of lanky guy like that that throws it 97, you're just – there's going to be some days where you just – you can't find that release point. And, uh, yeah, unfortunately, that was one of the days and hit a couple guys with it, you know. Yeah. But uh, on to another spicy moment. We got another audio clip here um, in the Mets-Phillies game. There's leadoff. And the 3-2 pitch. Miss, he got him. Alvarado found the strike zone at the ends. And he's yelling at Dominic Smith. Oh, he threw his glove away. The benches are going to clear. Alvarado's being held back by Alec Bohm. Alvarado better be careful. I don't know if you guys saw this clip, but... Yeah, I don't. I I guess apparently Dom Smith called a bit of a controversial timeout in the at bat. Alvarado struck him out with runners on base to win the ball game, and it was all hyped up. And then just starts yelling at uh, Dom Smith. And uh, yeah, he was coming off the mound, yelling at him. Yeah, but I don't know. You guys, you gotta watch it for yourself, and I guess make your own judgment. But it looks like Alvarado's yelling at him, and then gets all you know, he's animated, but also very much wants to be held back. <laughs> he has no <laughs> intentions of actually fighting this guy at all. Uh, it's 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 pretty funny to watch, but interesting. And then Dom Smith basically after the game was like, "If he wants to fight, just meet me in the tunnel after the game, and we'll fight." <laughs> <laughs> So, uh, like Marshawn yeah, some, Lynch said about that action, boss. <laughs> yeah, I don't know if, yeah, I think Dom Smith might be about that action. I'm not sure, Alvarado. <laughs> I don't think he was. There's a lot of posturing. Oh, he's telling someone to beat him in the, in the hallways. Clearly, he's about that action. Yeah, yeah. So, but yeah, some spice in the NL East and a little bit of, I don't know if you saw this spice in the NL Central today. Uh, Amir Garrett struck out Anthony Rizzo and was just yelling at him. And then Javi Baez sticking up for his guy. Javi, yeah, because why would you, why do you, who yells at Rizzo? He's such, he's so nice. Also, I think if your ERA, yeah, like uh, if, if your ERA is over 10, like Amir Garrett's is right now, don't get me wrong. <laughs> I love me some AG. Um, I don't know if you could just be like, yelling at a guy I, and this i don't know it's weird like i like amir garrett and i understand he like he thrives off the energy he needs to have it but i also kind of don't always like everything that he does on the mound yeah um you know who but, i like everything they do on the mound though oh. anthony rizzo struck out freddie freeman in I mean, let's be honest. It was adorable. It was fantastic. Oh, he went fastball so up and in and came back with a curve, bro. Came back with a working six, like a sixty-two mile an hour curve. That oh. old, that's like a little league twelve-six curve. Yeah. <laughs> no, yeah, we had we had the uh, moment last week with Calhoun and the kid catching the foul, the foul ball, and that was adorable. This is easily the most adorable moment of the season. It's <laughs> so like the two because it's I mean it's it's Anthony Rizzo and Fred and uh, and Frederick Freeman, but like <laughs> two of the like least hateable people in the league. Dude, and they're both the so much fun to watch it too. Yeah, and fun players like actual I, good players. 
Also, my other like favorite thing about that at bat is Freddie Freeman coming into that bat was like four for four for the night. <laughs> yeah. Hadn't gotten out, was just on fire, and then gets struck out by Anthony. <laughs> It's Beautiful, just an amazing moment. Baseball is a good sport, dude. And then earlier in the year, I don't have the audio clip with me. I'll have to have it just forever to use every once in a while. But in the rundown, where Anthony Rizzo is just literally yelling, "Frederick, Frederick, oh, <laughs> Freddie, Frederick, I'm gonna get you, Frederick." <laughs> it's a great moment, elite tier moment. Okay, uh, no, I see it here. I'm curious. Give me your MVP and Cy Young picks. I want to. Okay. So do you want, here's a question. Do you want, as of right now, just at this moment, who they are or who at the end of the year is going to be the MVPs and Cy Youngs? Which is more spicy? I want the spicy takes. Um, I don't know. I'll just go right now then. I'll go right okay. now. Okay. So AL MVP right now is there's only one right answer oh one right answer byron buxton oh i yeah I, that's not the answer adam wants oh I yeah like. absolutely it's byron oh, okay buxton. okay I, it's absolutely I agree. byron buxton uh, i was worried you were gonna i mean dude vladdy daddy has been <laughs> oh he's great but he's he's not nearly as well-rounded mvp material as byron buxton but, is right now but he is a baddie and the NL MVP. <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm. Yep. Bucks is hitting 408 with eight home runs. That's yeah. insane. And not eight doubles. Yeah. Watch the highlights of the game Friday. He has like two phenomenal catches and just is hitting the ball. It's, oh my gosh. It's <laughs> His crazy. OPS is 1.307, 1307. That's insane. <laughs> yeah. It's, yeah. Oh, man. But here's where it gets maybe a little bit more controversial for, um, the, but here's the NL MVP. My NL MVP is Jacob DeGrom. Oh, oh, I'm here for it. Yeah, I, I think. Yeah, I mean, I'm here for it. it I don't think it'll a, happen, but I'm here yeah, for it. Yeah, I, I don't I'm think on board either. That's the right now and MVP just because of how like little games. I think over 162. I don't think it'll be DeGrom, but right now I think who's done the most. In the NL, I think Jacob Degrom. You know, because he also has the batting too right now. <laughs> yeah, right now he does. Yeah, yeah. I mean, all of your all of your premier uh, sort of batters right now are almost all AL. I'm trying. Yeah, I'm trying to think who like what Acuna. hitter from the NL is really that Acuna. dominant right now. Acuna. I mean, you look at the division winners, the Brewers. I don't have anyone sticking out really. Uh, Philly definitely doesn't. Uh, yeah, the Giants uh, don't. Yeah, yeah true. Like, uh, yeah, I no no one on the. I mean, I guess Buster Posey you could argue for, but he's not doing anything to say MVP. Uh, like, no, yeah, not for MVP. MVP yeah. of the Giants, maybe. Oh, 100 percent. He's 100 percent the MVP of the Giants so far. Oh yeah, but yeah, I mean, if I had to pick a batter in the NL, it's it's Acuna. Huh? That is, dude. <laughs> speaking of the NL, this just popped in my head. Did you guys see the line drive of Pete Alonso hit at Andrew McCutcheon? No. <laughs> think so he hit a line drive that was like 115 at andrew mccutcheon and mccutcheon caught it and like just his eyes were so wide like he was shocked <laughs> like he literally caught it and you see him like looking at his glove and he's like terrified like that ball was hit at him it's hilarious just that was kind of out of the blue a little sidetrack uh, my uh, brain it, works like that 
Yeah, with that being said, I think pretty obvious the NL Cy Young is uh, Jacob DeGrom. Wrong. I'm just kidding. But Can here, you both that'd be sick. Yeah. I mean, if, he, if, sure. you imagine, a, if a pitcher wins MVP, you have to just yeah, assume yeah. they're the Cy Young. Like, that'd be yeah. awesome. I want to, yeah, I'd love to see Jacob DeGrom take home both. That'd be hilarious if they get gave Silver DeGrom Slugger too while he's at it. <laughs> It'd be hilarious if they gave him the MVP, but not the Cy Young. <laughs> <laughs> like, oh man, I, I would be distraught. <laughs> but here's where it gets spicy: is the AL Cy Young for, right now? The AL Cy Young is John Means of the Baltimore Orioles. Oh, I was not ready for that. One seven ERA over thirty seven innings pitched. He's done it against the best teams too, the Red Sox and the A's. Some great games. Uh, I mean, I really. The answer might be um, Garrett Cole, but <laughs> Shane Bieber. Yeah, that, a lot of Shane Bieber's gotten. I mean, he's had a great year, but uh, yeah. But he's he no John knocked, Means. He's no John Means. He's gotten knocked around <laughs> a little bit more to start. Okay, uh, sure. But yeah, John um, yeah, he, he has. A, I mean, Bieber has a two point seven ERA. Hard to get yeah. someone with that right now. If we're talking about right now, like if we're going for the full season, I'm still giving Bieber way better odds than John Means. But yeah, as of right now, I see. I that. know. I just yeah. Okay. All right. I mean, I also got Danny Duffy ahead of Shane Bieber right now. Ooh, we're talking that too. <laughs> uh, <laughs> look at the Duffy numbers. Look at. I'm gonna look at them. I haven't looked at them. I want to get mine blown. Let's see. Let's see Duffy's pitching. Numbers. So Duffy is has an ERA of a point six. It's a hundred percent Duffy over means what? Point six ERA. I know, but Duffy only has twenty three innings pitched. Yes, um, oh, he has thirty now. Yeah, he has thirty oh. innings pitched, thirty four strikeouts, point six ERA. I don't know, man. He's given up two runs in thirty innings pitch. That's pretty insane. That's pretty yeah. good. Yeah, but John Means is 37 innings pitched. I, I'm not. I know. Done a lot yeah. more. And he's done it against the Red Sox and the A's twice. Uh, he's on a doo-doo poo greatest... team. Yeah, third place, third place. They're high. Uh, never mind. Yeah, I guess if you're t- talking about team uh, impact as well, then you might. Duffy's definitely got a case. I, I feel like I, as much as I don't want to take into effect team impact, I feel like it's a necessary because that's how it works yeah like unless you're byron buxton right now then it's just like you're just so dominant that uh, i mean Br- mike trout's won a ton and the angels yeah, suck, so that's exactly for trout yeah yeah <laughs> but trout's mike trout like how often will we see team player yeah. yeah that's a tragic tragic but uh is there anything in particular through this week that you guys want to talk about as we're wrapping up things uh, I'm feeling good, man. Giants are rocking it out in first place. I'm loving in life. Yeah. Man, it's great. Who do the Giants have coming up this uh, this week? Yeah, uh, do we want, so, you yeah. Know, I was going to say, do we want to highlight a series for the listeners to watch out for? Yeah, so w- yeah. one thing I was going to say is like this. So we're talking, this is Saturday night right now. Tomorrow's going to be Sunday, right? That's how days mm-hmm. work. Um, <laughs> mm-hmm. So the okay, Giants, Hold on, let me, hold on, let me, let me, let me, let me check the calendar real quick okay yeah yeah yeah. Um, you're you're good (laughs) so the giants play the padres and they lost the first oh okay 
Okay. So uh Giants play the Padres. This... <laughs> and they've lost the first two games of the series. So this game tomorrow is a huge one. It's in San Diego. Giants, I really hope, find a way to take it away. But next weekend they play the Padres again in San Francisco. Ooh. So that's gonna be even if they if especially if they lose tomorrow. But even if they win tomorrow, winning that series like two to one would be huge for the Giants. So that's kind of what I'm going to highlight right there. Yeah. All right. Yeah. It's fun. Well, my series to look out for, it's kind of battling with yours now that I'm, now that I realize Friday, Saturday, Sunday, you got Angels versus Dodgers. Um, and I think that'll be fun. The, The Angels lineup right now is fun. Jared Walsh is hitting the ball hard, obviously. They have Fishman, Mike Trout, Rendon, Otani, and then yeah, it's just Otani. the Dodgers of the Dodgers. So um, yeah, yeah, watch out for that series, especially you West Coasters. Yeah, and yeah. if you're an East Coaster, you know it's the weekend, so you could stay up a little late catching West Coast baseball. Yeah, hey. West Coast is the best coast. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, if I'm doing series to look forward to, I'm gonna cheat. I'm gonna do two. The Jays have seven games coming up that are going to be real fun to watch. They're doing an AL West tour. They've got four to play against the A's and then three against the Astros. Um, and I think all of those games should be pretty dang fun to watch. Yeah, it could be a real make it or break it a, a week for the, the Blue Jays. It could really set them on a roll or maybe, you know, it's uh, them down a little bit. It'll be a it, – I mean, those are two series that have pretty big implications for all of those teams. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, exactly. No, for sure. I mean, yeah. I, the NL West is going to be insane just the whole year. That's my expert take right there. You like that? Wait. wait. We were talking Did you about mean the AL West? West or? No, I meant the NL just, West. I, 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 totally just, just, I totally just zoned out for a second. Disregarded. <laughs> uh-huh. You just, uh-huh. Right. You know, let me let me just rock, bro. I'm tired. It's It's – 10 o'clock on a Saturday night right now. Oh my gosh. Oh, bit We're just I'm telling talking. people on the East Coast to, to stay up late. <laughs> <laughs> You're like, it's 10 o'clock. Wow, I'm, I'm feeling attacked right now. I don't appreciate it. <laughs> you bring it upon yourself. Anyways, guys, I think that's going to do it for this week. Hope you guys have a great week. Hope we're in for another week of great baseball. How are you guys doing? Okay, goodbye! (laughs) Later.